In this bulletin, a second death recorded in Victoria's flood emergency. Ukraine's president urges residents to reduce their electricity consumption. And in sport, dramatic scenes at Tehran Airport after an athlete returns. With the latest from the SBS newsroom, good afternoon, I'm Peggy Giacomelos. A 65-year-old man has been found dead in floodwaters in northern Victoria. His is the second death in the state's flood emergency. A 71-year-old man was found in the backyard of his Rochester home on Saturday. It comes as residents in Achuka and Moama are bracing for flooding along the swollen Murray River system. Members of the local community have constructed a so-called Great Wall of Achuka, a nearly three-kilometre long and two metre high fortress in preparation. People in Karang have been advised to evacuate immediately. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese says people must follow the advice of emergency personnel. What Australians are doing is what we always do. We're uniting to work towards looking after communities that have been impacted by these floods. It is expected that there may well be Uh, more weather events on the way. Victoria's Premier Daniel Andrews is unveiling flood emergency support for northern Victorian communities where food production and dairy farming has been hit hard. The state government is offering $19.5 million agricultural package and one-off payments of $10,000 for primary producers as part of the flood emergency response. The flood danger has not yet passed with the Murray River near the New South Wales border soon expected to peak, triggering evacuations at Chuka where residents have built a levy. Mr Andrews says 14 relief centres are open and it's critical to keep access points available for agriculture workers to support the dairy industry in Victoria. There's 40 sandbag collection points across the state on roads. There are 423 roads that are closed today. Uh, Again, I've made this point, I'll say it again, those numbers do bounce around almost hourly. There's now 30,000 potholes that have been uh, at least temporarily repaired. Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky is urging people to reduce electricity consumption, saying Russia has destroyed almost a third of the country's power stations in the past week. Moscow has acknowledged targeting Ukraine's energy infrastructure, saying it's legitimate retaliation for an attack on a bridge linking Russia with Crimea. Rolling blackouts have been imposed across Ukraine and hundreds of thousands of people have no power or water at all. While in the capital, Kiev, another three people were killed by missile strikes. The UN's Deputy Emergency Relief Coordinator, Joyce Misuya, says millions of people in Ukraine are in dire need of humanitarian assistance, with the ongoing destruction jeopardising the country's energy and water sector. In conflict-affected areas, electricity supply, telecommunication and transport infrastructure have been devastated, affecting people's access to water and heat just as the cold winter months approach. The comments come as airstrikes cut power and water supplies to hundreds of thousands of Ukrainians on Tuesday, part of what the country's president called an expanding Russian campaign to drive the nation into the cold and dark and make peace talks impossible.
North Korea has fired artillery shells after Seoul began annual defence drills as part of plans to enhance its response to threats of nuclear and missile threats. The North fired 100 shells into the sea of its west coast on Tuesday and shot a further 150 rounds off its east coast. North Korea says the shots are designed to send a grave warning to South Korea as a reaction to firing dozens of artillery shells over eight hours on Tuesday. In sport, dramatic scenes have unfolded at Tehran Airport where an Iranian athlete has returned home after competing in an international climbing competition without wearing a hijab. Elnaz Rakabi was met with claps and loud cheers of support upon arrival with the car she was travelling in flanked by a crowd of supporters. Concerns were raised after the 33-year-old's welfare following reports she couldn't be contacted by friends and family. It comes as widespread protests in Iran have now entered their fifth week following the death of 22-year-old Masa Amini, who died in police custody. She was detained by the country's morality police for allegedly wearing her hijab too loosely. I'm Peggy Giacomelos and that's the latest from the SBS newsroom.